Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is good to be back with you guys again today. And as always, we have the stars of the show in Scott Morrison and Matt Nordman of Morrison Nordman Wealth Management. And we're going to be diving into another great topic here on the show today, a wealth management-related topic. That's what we really tackle here on this show. And today, we're really talking about positive thinking as a whole. So let me frame things up for you. We all want to achieve our goals, right? And while achieving our own goals, we obviously want to reinforce and help out those that are close to us in achieving what matters most to them as well. But we're not always certain in these moments what the best course of action is to be able to make both of those things happen. Well, today we're going to be examining this idea of positive thinking. And while, yes, positive thinking is tremendously helpful in our lives, it can also hold you back from achieving those goals if you're not augmenting or you're not reinforcing that positive thinking with a smart action plan along the way. So that's what the topic is today. That's what we're going to be unpacking. But first, let's go ahead and bring out Scott and Matt to get into it. Scott, Matt, it's good to see you guys this morning. How are you doing? Morning, Ryan. Well, Ryan. Good to see you, Scott. Morning, morning. Always good to be with you guys. Uh, we're talking positive thinking today. You know, obviously, it's a concept most of us are very familiar with, right? We lean on positive thinking to maybe get us through some of those personal, professional challenges in our lives. Uh, let's just start high level. Scott, what is your take, really, on just the power of positive thinking overall? Well, obviously, there's lots of advocates uh, for the power of positive thinking, and they, you know, they they tell us if we just simply adjust our attitudes to be more upbeat, upbeat, and and visualize what we want most out of life, that uh, we'll just naturally find ourselves moving toward those goals in a way that feels almost effortless. Uh, which sounds great, of course, uh, but what people often forget is that positive thinking isn't isn't all that that we need. Uh, it does make sense that positivity is better than negativity and, and helpful in many situations, but you may be surprised that there are circumstances where it can actually hinder your results or even uh, reduce the probability of getting where you want to go. Yeah, and I, I believe most might view that as kind of a hot take, if you will, on the idea of, of positive thinking. So, Scott, why don't or rather, Matt, why don't you dive into a little bit on kind of the, this downside of positive thinking that I don't think many people are too familiar with? Probably most aren't, Ryan. You know, it's it's easy to see why that idea of the the pos- positive outlook, it's the key to getting what you want in life, that, you know, quote unquote, attitude is everything. You know, that holds, a, you know, a really big appeal. But, you know, because who wouldn't want to buy into that viewpoint that the easiest way to get on that path to huge success is simply envision yourself running down that path. Well, there is something to that theory. And, you know, people with the overall positive emotions tend to have better outcomes like stronger relationships, higher marital satisfaction, higher income. But the problem comes when people take that positive thinking to an extreme that it actually holds them back. And when thinking positively becomes something more like thinking magically. And so there were, there's some academic research and two examples that, you know, students were asked to visualize themselves getting a good grade on an upcoming test. Well, they ended up studying less and got poorer grades than the students who were, weren't asked to visualize the outcome. And then the other one was students, you know, would fantasize about getting their dream job. Well, they reported getting fewer job offers and earned lower salaries than those who didn't fantasize about such results as frequently. 
Yeah, man, that is a really interesting study. And and Scott, I'd appreciate, could you double click further into this for us and, and highlight kind of what really this research is telling us in terms of what's going on in these different situations? Well, I don't know that anyone has determined with any certainty what factors are at work. Uh, however, it's possible that positive thinking alone can can actually make you see, feel so good and so comfortable that it actually decreases our motivation to take action. So it's really important that we don't allow the positive thinking to just simply be daydreaming. Uh, and unfortunately, too many people have fallen into that trap of just assuming that positive thinking is all that takes and that there's not going to be any action required to get to that desired destination. So I'm hearing that positive thinking, while it is good, it's just not good enough. And on top of that, it can sometimes be a little bit of a trap if you let it. So let's move one step further then, fellas. If people are driven to succeed, they want to achieve what matters the most in life. What do they need to be doing then beyond just the the positive thinking on the front? You you touched on in the open, Ryan, where you need to augment those good attitudes and so one idea is to start with positive actions, which may boost our positive attitudes. And one theory that our actions can actually create or enhance our emotions. So in other words, we may smile because we're happy or frown because we're sad. But if we actively smile or frown, we may become happier or sadder. And that theory, it's been tested over the years. And there was a well-known experiment People were told to make facial expressions that were angry, happy, sad, so on. And the participants reported happier feelings after they made themselves smile and angrier feelings when they clenched their jaws. So, you know, if you act like you're feeling a certain way or act like a specific type of person with different attributes or characteristics that you want to possess, you may actually move closer to having those feelings or adopting those traits. You know, the the key, Ryan, is it's not to imagine or daydream or focus on, you know, quote unquote, adjusting your attitude, but you want to focus on taking positive action toward where you want to go or how you want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love this, Matt, but I think it, it's always helpful for our audience just to think in, in examples. Do you guys have many, it may be an example of what you just conveyed there in terms of just taking that positive action step forward? Well, it reminds me of, of a Harvard psychologist who, who assessed eight different men on metrics, uh, such as dexterity, grip strength, flexibility, uh, hearing, vision, cognition. She invited them to stay at a monastery. And the monastery was converted in such a way that all of the TVs, magazines, and so on were all from that, those times in those gentlemen's lives when they were much younger and healthier. So there were no mirrors in the room and they were, they were, all they saw was photos of themselves when they were younger. Uh, and they were asked only to talk about subjects that they would have talked about had they been younger. So as you can probably anticipate the results after five days were, were, were pretty uh, amazing. The group showed a lot greater dexterity. They sat taller, their eyesight improved and uh, you know, independent judges said they looked younger. So essentially acting as if they were younger actually gave them some of the traits of their younger selves. That study, Scott, it's a really, really interesting one. But I would imagine overall, fellas, I mean, it takes a lot more than just simply smiling and, and, and acting younger to really reach your goals, especially those goals that are maybe specifically ambitious or difficult to achieve. You know, what are your thoughts on, on taking a step further than really just smiling and trying to act young and surround yourself with that, that youthful energy, if you will? 
Yeah, all that stuff is fantastic, but you know, the the next and really most important step, you need to do the work. You need to do the work, and that work has to be focused and deliberate in order to be effective. You know, there's some excellent ways to take actions that are on target and and informed by your goals. And so, for example, you know, think in threes. Michael Hyatt, he's a, a productivity and goal setting expert. And one of the ways that he talks about this is is looking at the approach in threes. Think in threes. Three goals for the current quarter, three objectives for the week, and three tasks to complete each day, all of which dovetail into each other. So, for example, your weekly objectives, those need to be ones that move you toward the accomplishment of one of your three big goals for the quarter. And your daily three should be related to your weekly objectives. And now you might be asking, well, okay, Matt, well, why three? Well, the average person's daily that task list that you know people have generally contains that sea of 15 different items. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Pareto principle, but it says that 20% of our effort drives 80% of our results. And so you can shrink that list to the three most crucial tasks and then look to outsource as many of those other tasks as possible, or maybe just simply cross them off the list. And so this simple three-pack strategy is often one of the biggest factors in people's success. Yeah, no, I love it. It does take a, a nice approach at whittling down what can seem like a never ending task list. I mean, I think we're all guilty of having those days where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to drown in the things that I need to get done. So I love the idea of really honing in on, on three very big ones for, like you said, Matt, daily, weekly, quarterly. Uh, Scott, any other ideas, any other strategies on how people can be more focused and therefore ultimately more effective when it comes to achieving those goals and objectives that they set out to do? Well, here's a real novel concept. Uh, do one thing at a time. Uh, I'm proof. Anyone who knows me in the office knows I'm a terrible multitasker. Uh, I can do one thing well, and I can do a lot of things below average or average. So I, I really need to keep my focus when it comes to, you know, those high priority actions that I want to take. I want to make sure I don't, I'm not too worried about what order I take them in, but I make sure that I'm working on one at a time and I'm focused on doing just that task instead of doing what most people do, which is multitask uh, between two or three different, you know, to-do list items. Uh, research would suggest that doing one or, you know, two or more things would result in longer timeframes to finish those jobs. And that's because, you know, multitasking isn't really multitasking as much as it is actually task switching. So where you're just kind of jumping back and forth from one task to the other and, and having to reorient, reorient your brain each time you, you go from one task to the, to the next. So as you might expect, it, it's a highly inefficient way to get things done and one that, that has a lot of ups and downs and, and, and has a lot more prevalent uh, chance of making errors. So your best bet, start with a high priority task, stick with it, switch to another task, only you know, distract yourself when it's absolutely necessary. Try to make sure that you've made meaningful uh, progress on the first task before moving to the next. If there's if there's an opportunity to break from one to the other, uh, maybe even consider using certain kind of tech tools like uh, site blocker, website blockers that will that will keep your you know your focus from drifting. And then then when you return once again to uh, you know make big strides on those high priority tasks, return to it as soon as possible. As soon as that 
is that distraction is out of the way. Get right back to what you were doing so that you can have a, a productive day. Yeah, that's a really important thing to mention, that idea of task switching. I mean, how many of us out there are guilty of that? Especially, I know, you know Scott and Matt, you guys are having conversations with your business owner clients who are probably trying to put out fires every day. It's so easy to task switch. So kind of my final question before we bring this conversation home here, Matt, any advice on that idea of, of really just trying to stay on track throughout this progress? Cause it's so easy to shift your attention over to this fire, the fire of the day, if you will, but any thoughts on just how, how to stay on track? Well, yeah, definitely. And, and you, you'd hit on it, whether it's the fire of the day or there's just so many things just coming at us constantly. And so you want to create systems for staying motivated and being accountable and monitor your progress toward your goal or goals can do a lot toward attaining those goals. And like Scott was touching on, there's different tech tools and apps where it can help you monitor and track and record your progress uh, so you can take informed action toward those goals. You know, you might want to consider including obstacles that got in your way when you, which slows your progress, which helps provide context for those moments when you may get off track, which will help in turn help you stay more positive. You know, one other thing is maybe consider joining a, a social or professional group of members who are, you know, like-minded in pursuing, you know, these big meaningful goals. You know, there are mastermind groups that bring people together that are like-minded who are driven to succeed. And so by surrounding yourself with these people and then reporting your progress to each other, you can create this sense of accountability and this positive, you know, this quote unquote social pressure that can help keep you pushing yourself forward and doing what you say you're going to do. Even a small group of friends, peers, coworkers, we're all kind of aiming at those similar goals. That can be enough to keep you engaged in your mission to achieve what it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I love that, Matt. Accountability, man. So important when we're trying to go through goal setting, especially those lofty ones. I mean, just to have that level of accountability that's surrounding yourself with those professionals or that network that can push you to do it. Really, really good stuff. Guys, we covered a lot today in terms of this idea of, of leveraging positive thinking, maybe not entirely leaning on it to be able to achieve your goals. I know these types of conversations, while they're not directly wealth management related conversations, they are ones that you guys have with your client base regularly uh, as as their advisors, as their trusted advisors. So for anybody out there in our audience that's here in today's conversation, they're realizing, man, I, there is more that I could be doing when it comes to you know trying to really achieve what matters most to me, my business, my life. And maybe they need that group of accountability. Maybe they want to vet some of the challenges that they have ahead of them with a trusted advisor like yourselves. What would be the best way somebody could get in touch with you guys to just open up a dialogue? Sure, Ryan. The, the best way is to pick up the phone, call 517-333-7967, or go to our website, morrisonnordman.com, and we can begin that conversation. You know, it's it's those who know me, uh, and and Scott would say he is. He had talked about he is when he gets singularly focused, man. He is a machine, and I <laughs> tend to have that much more positive attitude, and that's why we we found we work really well together in having that that focused approach on okay, what is it that we want to achieve? Have that positive attitude, but you got you got to put the work in to get there. 
Sure, sure. All right. Well, thank you guys. Look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day. We'll let you get back to your clients and serving them. I know that's what you guys do best. Uh, but look, another great topic, another great show. Excited to be back with you guys on the next one and, and share some value for our audience out there. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. All right. Appreciate it, guys. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you out there, our audience, for stopping by and being with us on the show here today. If you enjoyed today's conversation surrounding positive thinking, maybe you learned a thing or two, be, be sure to subscribe to the show, whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on beneficial conversations like these where Scott, Matt, and I, we unpack these different, you know, thought leadership or wealth management related topics, uh, you know, that can add value to you, your family, your business, you know, your life overall. Uh, you know, so by subscribing to those shows, you'll never miss out on a future episode. Before Scott, for Matt, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today. But we appreciate you stopping by once again and being with us on Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norbin & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.